Hello, and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites as bad. My name is Bill. This is episode 43. Thanks for listening. Also in the studio today with us is... Henny! I don't know, you do have a furry lump sitting on your lap. What's up with that? Um, it's a dog. It's a dog? Where do we get a dog? Um, the dog. The pet store. Is that our dog? Yeah. What's our dog's name? Bug. Bug. What kind of dog is she? Bug. She's a bug. Do you know what a bug is? I know, I keep saying your name, Bug. It's alright, go back to sleep. What kind of dog... Is she? What she? Boston Terrier and Pug. Yeah. So she now she's taking a little nap. Yeah. Yeah. Why is she so tired? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm tired too, and I don't know why either. So it's a crowded studio today to talk about this game. But first, the news. Bug's tiny enough. What? Bug's tiny enough. Tiny enough for what? To fit in the studio. Uh, good point. It's not that crowded because Bug's not that big. She's about maybe 11 pounds. Yeah. She's, she's about half of. The cat's are about like half the size Maybe. But Bug is probably as long, as big as the cats, but not as long as the cats. Yeah. I just realized you're a little bit away, away from the microphone. I don't know if they can actually hear you or not, so you might want to speak up a little bit. Okay, like Oh, this. that might be a little better, yeah. Okay. In news today, Atari movie update. There is no Atari movie update. Of course, you know I am on... No, not really. They haven't said anything for a long time. Way back in May, Atari announced that they were going to make movies based on the Centipede and Missile Command video games. Wait, you, did you, do you have this? Do you have those games? Yeah. Oh, We've done them. We've played them before. Missile Command and Centipede have both been featured on Atari Bytes in episodes that you weren't actually in, Henry, I but have, you've played I them. I have new... I have new... Oh, that's right. Henry's very excited about his new slippers. They're sort of dragon feet or something? Monster feet? Okay. In other news, as you're hearing this... Does Bug want to say something? I don't know. Does Bug want to say something? Huh? Nope. I guess not. She'd kind of just like us to leave her alone so she could take a nap. In other news, as you're hearing this, it is November 13th, which means the U.S. election has already happened. You, it's not November 13th. It will be when they hear this episode, at least, or if not even later than that. This episode will be available on November 13th, but of course it's not November 13th now. But what, that's November, important. But what's interesting about that, Henry, is that the people listening to this know who the new president is, but we don't know right now recording it because the election hasn't happened yet. But it will have when this recording goes out. So I hope everyone in the U.S. voted, you know, early and often, as they say. I hope you considered wisely the choice that you wanted to make. I hope you voted for candidates that you thought could do the best for we our country. For we should that's what you should have done. You should have all voted for my five month old puppy because that's what I did. I she voted early. I wrote in Bug's name on the ballot for all the uh, open elections. You should 
Yeah, she's tiny and cute, which is exactly what you want in a political candidate. So you, we should, we should, um, we should take a picture of her and put it on Facebook. So all of you out there in post-election land, I know that right now you're feeling either great joy and hope for the future of our country, or you are stocking your bunker or getting your passport updated so you can move to Canada. But whatever's going on. I hope that things are looking up for you. And voting for Bug. And voting for Bug. In other news, it's November, which means the holiday season is coming. It's almost Christmas! Whether we like it or not. That's right, it is exactly. Almost Christmas. Thanksgiving. First Thanksgiving, but then Christmas. So I wanted to let people know, as I have mentioned before, I am a writer, and I have a novel that I published some time ago that is a holiday-themed book called In the Saint Nick of Time. So I thought this would be a good time to bring it up. If anyone is interested in checking it out, I hope that you will. In the Saint Nick of Time is a book about, basically about three men. Cameron Jones is a famous writer who's having a rough time. He's battling his ex-wife over their daughter. He's suffering from hallucinations. He's just not generally having a good holiday season. His best friend, Dogwater Hunt, is a multiple alien abductee who's afraid of Christmas lights and is convinced that aliens are going to visit Earth on Christmas Eve, much like Santa Claus. And the third main character is Santa Claus himself, who has decided to quit being Santa because he's very, very tired. And the three men, through various circumstances, are thrown together at Christmas time. And what I hope is an enjoyable and thoughtful story is the result. So, if that intrigues you at all. This is, this is, that, is like, that book is like um, the movie we're probably going to watch with Santa goes to Earth with the reindeer and, because, and he makes another Santa. Well, you're, I think you're talking about the Santa Claus 2. Huh? Yeah, that's kind of a different thing than my it, book. It's kind of like it because... Yeah. Well, then in the Santa Claus 3, he has Jack Frost take over, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. See, the, my book is not quite the same kind of story. And my book, actually, that's a good reminder, though. Santa Claus movies are f fun holiday entertainment for everyone. We watch them every year. In the Saint Nick of Time, my book is really just for the adults. It's not really a kid's book. There are some bad words in the book and maybe some themes that might not be great the greatest for kids and uh there may or may not be some gunplay so if this sounds like you an know odd some gunplay. well yes i know but there's some gunplay. the readers don't know so the book is available uh, you can order it pretty much anywhere that you like to get your books i will for convenience throw in the show notes a link to the amazon listing where you can get it but like I say, you can probably get it just about anywhere you want to get it. So if you ch like the book, if you like that idea, go check it out. I appreciate it. If you enjoy it, leave a review at the bookseller where you got it. And maybe also let me know what you think. So, and take a picture of the book cover and put it on our Facebook web. And then that's a good idea too. So I could, 
so I can see the book cover. That's a great idea. Yeah, do that too, if you're so inclined. So that's the end of the commercial. All right, moving on to this week's game. This week's game is... Yes. Do you know? Raiders Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark, an Atari game from 1982. Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course, was a blockbuster action-adventure film with Harrison Ford from 1981. Everybody knows that. Everybody doesn't know that. Well, I, I don't know that. Fair enough, Henry. Everybody except Henry knows that. And Bug. And Bug. Yeah, you got me. Fair enough. And Sophie. And Sophie probably doesn't know that either. But Sophie's not here right now, so... She's at Cora's house. Yeah, she went to play with her friend. So, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the video game, was created for the Atari 2600. You know, Santa, I have a Christmas song. Uh-oh. Alright, sing us your Christmas song quick. It's on the piano. Oh, well, maybe we can do that later. Yeah. The game was designed by Howard Scott Warshaw. Perhaps my favorite bit of trivia about the development of this game is that What's development? making up the game when development up again. when development began in 1981 in order to collect inspiration Howard Scott Warshaw would walk around the offices at Atari wearing an Indiana Jones hat and cracking a whip which I can't imagine went over what all that well just uh, waving a whip around Hanging you know, on the ground. yeah I suppose or swinging it in the air or something Wikipedia has an entry uh, quoting Warshaw as saying, When I was coding Raiders, I really tried to get into character. I wore the hat and had a real 10-foot-long leather bullwhip. Man, it was loud, like a gunshot. I said it was for R&D, research and discipline. If people were snooping around the building, I'd sneak up behind them and crack that whip. They'd jump out of their suits and I'd be like, Hey, how you doing? So, yeah, I'll bet he was a joy to work with. In 2016, if you start running around your office with a whip, I suspect they call the police. The packaging, the manual, and the advertising artwork was painted by Atari art director James Kelly. Who's James Kelly? The guy who did the artwork for this manual and the box that the game came in and stuff. The reviews generally called the game more complex than, for example, E.T., which may not be saying much. The reviews generally thought that the source material was really good, but the game didn't necessarily quite live up to the hype. Skylar Miller of All Game rated the game 3.5 stars out of 5, said the graphics were just average, and almost non-existent sound effects and music. That is one weird thing about the game, and I suppose I'll talk about that more later. There's not a lot of sound. There's that flute, and a sound that fills in the sound of gunshots or cracking whip, but sounds really like neither. So it is a little odd that there's not a lot to listen to. But we'll probably get into that more later. So, chapter one of the manual, titled, Welcome to Egypt, Dr. Jones, goes thusly. Dust off your felt hat, throw on your leather jacket, and uncoil your rawhide whip. You're going on the greatest adventure hunt of your life. Put away the glasses and three-piece suit of respected archaeologist Professor Jones, and say hello to swashbuckling adventurer Indiana Jones. Indy to your friends. Your mission, find the fabled Lost Ark of the Covenant. The Lost Ark, a dazzling treasure covered by a sheet of shining gold. The Ark was used by the ancient Hebrews to carry the stone tablets inscribed with the Ten Commandments. According to the Bible, the Ark possesses extraordinary powers and is able to level mountains 
and lay waste to entire regions. Any army possessing it, the Bible says, is invincible. You've been hired by the government to find the Ark before your country's enemies do. The only question is, where? As an expert on the Egyptian occult, you know that the Ark was hidden inside a chamber called the Well of the Souls in the year 980 BC. The location of the chamber is a mystery, but there is a way to find it. Go to the secret map room in the city of Tanis, and if you're holding the right object at the right time, the location of the Well of the Souls will be revealed. Of course, finding the map room is no easy task, since Tanis was buried long ago in a sandstorm that lasted over a year. You'll need sharp wits and courage to overcome the obstacles you encounter on your way to the Ark. Armed with your whip and steel nerves, however, you can handle anything. Anything, that is. Except snakes. They've always given you the creeps. Snakes or no snakes, though, you've got to find the Ark. You're getting closer to the Ark now. Look out! What's that slithering out of the corner? It's a deadly asp! Snakes! Why did there have to be snakes? Okay, so that chapter gives you the premise of the game, which, of course, is basically the movie. Pretty much nothing in that premise actually happens in this game. Uh, the premise makes it sound way more exciting than the actual gameplay, which works like this. Raiders of the Lost Ark is an adventure game, although it's hard to tell from actually playing it. To win, you must make your way past obstacles to find the Lost Ark. Along the way, you'll acquire adventure points, which will be scored at the end of the game inside the Well of the Souls. You start the game inside the Well of the Souls on top of a high pedestal. The Ark is shining down above you, the pedestal sinks down, the Ark disappears, and you start your quest. The Ark of the Covenant is hidden somewhere in the Valley of Poison, located somewhere outside of the Egyptian city of Cairo. The Valley of Poison is studded with towering mesas, one of which holds the Well of the Souls and the Ark. Each time you restart the game, the Well of the Souls is placed randomly inside one of the mesas. Therefore, the Ark will probably not be located in the same mesa from game to game. To reach the secret map room, you'll first need to enter the cavernous Temple of the Ancients, where you'll pick up objects to help you on your journey. Next, you'll need to leave the temple and search the map room itself. Inside the map room is a scale model of the mesa field, as well as a hieroglyphic on the wall. The hieroglyphic shows the object you must hold in order to unlock the secrets of the map room. Your journey to the Ark is a dangerous one. You are given three lives to play the game. Each time you are killed, you will slowly disappear from the screen, feet first. If you have any lives remaining, you will reappear and can continue playing the game. Seems appropriate that you disappear feet first, because that just leaves your famous Indiana Jones hat for last, which seems poetically appropriate somehow. If no lives remain, the game ends, and you must start the game over again by pushing the right controller button. You'll need every ounce of skill you can muster to reach the mesa containing the Well of the Souls. Find your way into the mesa in the secret chamber, and you'll win the game and save your country. Good luck, Indy. This game uses both the joysticks. You move your guy and do your stuff, like with the whip and the gun and stuff, with the right controller and right fire button. You control your inventory with all your treasures and money and guns and things with the left controller. The difficulty switches don't come into play in this game. And next we have the scoring section. Your final score is revealed after the completion of each game. You'll appear on top of a pedestal in the Well of the Souls. The height of the pedestal is a measure of your score in adventure points. Adventure points are earned or taken away depending on your gameplay. Experiment to see how you can increase your score. Note, a special signature will appear on the screen for exceptionally high scores. Will you be able to find it? I'm going to just uh, give you a little clue to my ability with this game. I don't think I've ever seen that signature. The next, At this point in the manual, there's a big red warning box. Warning! Do not read further if you do not wish to be given clues to solve parts of this adventure game. I have read further, like, 7,000 times, 
and I honestly don't think I've ever solved this game. I think I did once, but it was totally by surprise, and I'm not even entirely sure that I did. That's how frustrating I've always found this game. Now, I will add that I've also never sought out YouTube videos or cheat manuals or anything like that. I've tried I have to do an it. announcement. This ought to be good. Henry has an announcement. It's nap time. Our listeners don't care if it's snack time. Or, you know what, what the heck. Listener, pause this podcast and go get a snack and then come back and pick up where you left off. Do dee do dee do dee do do dee do dee do Go bug! Alright. Are you all full now? Can we continue? Alright. Um, I'll just briefly kind of go through the different rooms in the game. Uh, there's the entrance room. Basically, it's just a blue room with a big rock for some reason. And a whip and a snake that will not leave you alone. From there, you go to the marketplace where you'll find three baskets, each containing a certain object or a number of objects. At the top of the marketplace is the black sheik who sells magic flutes. At the bottom is the white sheik, who sells parachutes. It is whispered that the black sheik will take you to the black market for the right price. Temple entrance. Four doors lead to the temple entrance, two from from outside the temple and two from deep within the temple. In the center of the room is a timepiece. The spider room. Ever been afraid of spiders? Well, the biggest spider of them all is lurking in the center of the spider room. The spider is shooting out strands of web, but the web hits you while you're in the room. You're one dead professor. Teetsy flies will also attack you in this room, but they will only put you to sleep for a few seconds. Though I will say, they are possibly more relentless than the snake that keeps slithering throughout the different rooms. Just one snake throughout the whole game just kind of shows up every so often. The Room of the Shining Light. There's a guardian in this room and two dungeons in the bottom corners. The whole room seems to be alive. When you bump into anything in the room, you're put back into one of the dungeons. The power of this room is awesome, so you must be near the temple treasure room, which is just a big black room with an inexhaustible money supply. The temple gods allow you the freedom to come and go if you only take money. But if you take one of the treasures, the gods will take steps to hinder your passage out. The Mesa Field, which has always been my undoing in this game, is where somewhere the Lost Ark is hidden. As as we said earlier, the location changes from game to game. The yellow shapes are the Mesa Tops. The blue is empty air. You're safe while touching the Mesas, but be careful not to fall or jump off without the proper safety precautions. Certain objects give you the ability to jump from mesa top to mesa top by by the use of a grappling hook, which is small and just looks like a white dot on the screen, but it holds your weight. To use the hook, move the joystick up on the right controller to let the hook out, move the joystick down to bring the hook in. And that's how you can swing from mesa to mesa. There are unverified reports of an extraterrestrial yar flying near the flying saucer mesa in the middle of the mesa field. I don't think I ever noticed that before. That's kind of an interesting little callback. The mesa side is just a big empty screen except for a tree branch. Sometimes if you fall, sometimes I think if you go down directly, try to get out through the bottom of the uh, marketplace screen, you fall into this mesa side, fall off a mesa. And I think there's supposed to be a way to catch that branch or land on it, maybe with a parachute or something but I'm not particularly good at it because there's some sort of an opening under the branch that you want to get to, but I can't figure out how to do it. The Valley of Poison is inhabited by a black-cloaked thief who will try to steal your possessions and leave you defenseless. If you shoot him before he leaves the screen, you'll get back whatever he snatched. If he gets away safely, however, he can trade your possession for bullets, and then he comes back to kill you. There are lots of tsetse flies here as well, and that put you to sleep for one to seven seconds, which is just really unpleasant. 
Remember how I told you the Black Sheik, if you bribe him enough, will take you to the Black Market? Well, in the Black Market, you find a bizarre assortment of characters. A raven lunatic to the left of the marketplace, a Sheik selling bullets to the top, and a Sheik peddling a shovel to the bottom. To the right of the Black Market is a bastard. The raven lunatic will kill you if you try to cross his path. You must pacify him with something. Likewise, the two Sheiks want something to trade for their wares. Beware the Sheik with the shovel. He doesn't come cheap. And that's, I guess, where you get the stuff you need to get to the Ark in the Well of the Souls, which is your last stop. This appears at the end of the game. Um, actually, I guess, I don't know that you actually go there during the game. I guess, really, you're just going to the Valley of Poison uh, in the Mesa Field uh, to dig for to dig for the Ark, I guess. Um, and then, when you're done, the Well of the Souls is where you end up. If you found the Ark, it appears at the top of the screen. Whether you found the Ark or not, you'll be raised on a pedestal where you can measure your score and adventure points by the height of your pedestal. Like I say, I think maybe one time I got to the Well of Souls and actually saw the Ark and wasn't even entirely sure how I did it. There are all sorts of objects, magic flute, coins, grenade, key, whip, parachute, timepiece, revolver, bullets, onk, chi, hourglass, and a shovel, and then another big red warning box. Do not continue reading unless you want to be given solutions to the Raves of the Lost Ark Adventure game. Committed adventurers should skip this section. There are some helpful hints. When you first start out in the entrance room, go directly to the marketplace and buy a flute by dropping your basket of coins while standing on the flute in the front of the black sheik. Don't touch him, though, because he gets really offended and just takes your money. After you've parachuted, after you've purchased a flute, you'll need to get a grenade from the blue basket on the left side. Then you take that back up to the entrance room, and you can blow a hole in the right-hand wall, and that leads to other rooms in the temple. Walk to the right side of the entrance room, select the grenade with the left controller, and use it to pr by pressing the button on the right controller. Get out of the room quickly, or the shockwave from the blast could kill you. In the room of the shining light, you'll be put in the dungeon dungeons, and to continue the journey, you must find your way out. If you have a gun or a whip, you can shoot your way out. Or if not, there's a secret exit located at the bottom of the box, which only appears occasionally. The magic flute will make you immune to, immune to teetsy flies as well as snakes. Once you find the temple treasure room, you'll need to exit and return to allow the temple enough time to replenish the coins. More helpful hints. Use the Ankh to transport yourself onto the Mesa field. And this is the part that I always had a hard time with. I knew what you were supposed to do, but execution was a whole different matter. Once on top of the Mesa fields, move the grappling hook so that it crosses the broadest part of the Mesa you're trying to reach. Get a feel for the rhythm of the hook's pathway. Jump just before the hook crosses the yellow Mesa. If you want an easy route to the black market, try bribing the black sheik in the marketplace. You'll have to experiment to find the right object to bribe him with. Cross the far end of the mesa field to reach the map room. Once at the far end, drop the object that gave you your grappling hook, send yourself on the mesa, and walk into the next room. You'll then be walking on a thin strip of solid blue, with solid ground, with blue sky all around. Don't walk off the strip or you'll fall into the valley of poison. The map room is nearby, but you'll need to get a hold of the correct object to get in. Use the shovel from the black market to dig for the Well of the Souls once you've discovered the correct mesa. I didn't see Raiders of the Lost Ark in the theater when it came out in 1981. When one of my brothers got it on VHS from a rental store, Kids Ask Your Parents, I was promised a movie unlike anything I had ever seen before. And so it was. But then the Atari game came out, and I was super pumped. But... Well, that's the type of conversation best reserved for after we play a little bit of the game and take a little break. So...
Woke up this morning, put on my fedora, my leather jacket, my bullwhip. Thought to myself, I could either go grocery shopping today, or I could do some adventuring. It was a hard choice, but I forgot to clip coupons, so adventuring it is. room, weirdly, that has one snake, a whip, and a huge boulder. That you can go through. The snake is relentless. That was Henry, by the way. Huh? He's observing. There's a dog. Yeah, and Bug's here. I just got my grenade. And I'm not sure what I'm supposed to buy from the other sheep. There's a key, and a gun, and the snake that will not leave me alone. Where is he? There he is. There he is again. Back in the entrance room. Make, make the hole, make the That's hole. what I'm doing. I'm doing a make the hole right now. I gotta switch. It's very confusing using two controllers. Oops. Okay. Set on grenade. Going over the wall. Here we go. Run away! Boom. Big hole in the wall. Now I'm in the temple entrance. There's the timepiece. Alright. Which way should I go? Bottom left, top right, bottom right. Which way, Henry? Or top left. Yeah, well that's where I just came from. So where should I go? Mm. Top right. Top right. Oh no, spider room! That's a weird looking spider. Looks more like a pop tart to me. It looks like a number. I might a just numbers. be like, like Yeah, you're right, Henry. It looks like the, the little symbol for number. And those teetsy flies. I'm not exactly sure what you're supposed to do in the spider room. The TT flies, um... Oh, you got me. The TT flies, if they touch you, like, you have, you stop, and then, uh, and then the bad oh. guy can get now I'm, now I'm in the room of the shining light, which has the a shining light in the dungeon. Nah, I'm going to use my whip here. I'm going to switch to the whip once again. Not a fan of the two controller thing. Oops, I dropped my flute. Put your flute. Oh, yeah. Why do I have a flute? I bought it from the Black Sheik, except now I accidentally hit the wrong button because of that two controller thing. And I lost both. Now I'm in a whole other room. What's this room? I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is the treasure room. Ooh, treasure. It's where you get treasure. Oh. And some of these artifacts. I just picked up an Ankh. And I forget what the other thing is called. And there's a the snake again. And they the will help. Will not leave you alone. And they will help later, but I'm not sure how yet. Get your grenade. You think so? Yeah. Well, I don't have a grenade anymore, actually. Why? I used it. Oh, no. Man! Shop again. Yep. Okay. Treasure. Treasure room, I think you can come out as much as you want and pick up stuff. But. Anything in these rooms. Oh, 
otherwise you get put right back in the dungeon. None of this, of course, was in the movie. Which doesn't help, because you can't really take a cue. Man, from the movie, what you're supposed to do. Go away, Titsy Flies. Back in the spider room. Back in the dungeon. Back in the dungeon. It would help if there was an actual map of things. So you could tell where you were supposed to go, because I never quite know where I am in this game. Me. What if we touch the light? Oh, that was sloppy. What if we touch the light? Uh, I don't know, Henry. Touch the light. Stop touching stuff. Uh, I keep not making the hole big enough to get out. Touch the light. I'm doing it. It's going to kill me. Nope, just put me back in the dungeon. <laughs> Whose side are you on, Henry? TV side. TV side? Turkey. Let's see if I can shoot the light. It's a light, Daddy. You can't shoot it. It goes right through. Yeah, you got a point, Henry. Alright. Not touching the light. That's just going to put me back in the dungeon. Oh. <laughs> I hate you. Back to the starting. Oh. And then. Go to the hole. Make another hole at the bottom. Hey. Snake a, crawled under the carpet and got me. Make a, make another hole at the bottom. Wait. What? I don't have another grenade. Um, use your gun. Now I'm in the Valley of Poison, Die. and now I'm dead. Man, I hate this game. It's so confusing! And on that note, back to you in the studio. Can Indiana Jones escape from the forces of evil? Can he survive 13 fiendish situations? Will Indy make it all the way? Find out in Atari's Raiders of the Lost Ark adventure game. It's diabolically difficult. It's mysterious. It's never the same twice. And it's only from Atari. I've played several Indiana Jones games over the years. Some for the PC, Nintendo, even a version of a game for the Wii. Some of them were definitely challenging, but none were as obtuse as Raiders for the Lost Ark. I had, I think, an adaptation of Temple of Doom for Nintendo, but much like the Atari Raiders game, the gameplay was only tangentially related to the movie, and the whole game itself was pretty forgettable. I can remember walking around as Indy in this, like, this weird brown terrain which I guess was supposed to be mine, uh, supposed to be caves or something, and some mining cars, and uh, and I want to say lava. I don't know. It was weird. I also played in the early '90s for the PC, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. The graphics were great, sort of stylized. They looked more like cartoon characters than real pe real people. But it was an awesome game. I loved playing that thing. At the time, it was unlike most of the games I was used to playing, even on the computer. It felt, at that time, like a movie. Being inside a movie. 
course, movies and games now are really just movies that you interact with. Much like Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, which I had for the PC, but unfortunately never got to finish because I switched computers and for some reason I couldn't get the game to play on my new computer, so I still have it, but I've never gotten to finish it. I had Indiana Jones and the Staff of Kings for the Wii, which I've never finished, honestly, because we just stopped using the Wii for whatever reason at one point, but I still have that too. I also, I forgot to mention a game I can't remember the name of, but in the early days of college, which was the early 90s, I had a little black and white nine-inch screen Macintosh, and I had an Indiana Jones game for it. And I can't remember really the story in the game. I can't remember what it was called. At one point, Indiana Jones, I think, is on a train or at a hotel or something, and he switches clothes with a, with a bellhop or a porter. And at the time, I thought that was kind of cool where the main character in the game can like change clothes and just walk around in a different outfit. Remember, this was the early 90s. But I can't remember what the game was called. So I've dabbled with a lot of Indiana Jones games, because I really do like the Indiana Jones movies. And this particular one, Raiders for the Atari, I played a lot as a kid. My brother played a lot too. We spent a lot of time together kind of comparing notes and trying to figure out you know, what are we missing here. But if we didn't you know, fall into the Valley of Poison and get killed, then we died in the Mesa field. And like I said earlier, I think I did track the game once, maybe more than once, but it was so by surprise and given the limitations of the graphics and the confusing path that you travel in the game I, it was really hard to tell for all i know i've never actually finished that game so i i have a hard time saying i really like this game even though i want to maybe if i spent a little time now with it as an adult maybe if i broke down and actually watched some youtube videos or something maybe i could track it routinely but i don't know Maybe, you know, when I get old and retire, I'll devote some of my retirement to that. So, Atari Bytes, of course, is a story-based podcast. I don't really need to make up a story for this game because we have one already, right? We have Raiders of the Lost Ark. The setup for Raiders, the introduction, if you will, is basically Indiana Jones running around uh, the rainforest. I think he's in South America in that opening sort of segment of of the movie. You know, he's running around trying to find uh, an idol in these caves. He's got to switch the bag of sand for the idol. He's got to dodge the poison darts. Huge boulder trying to crush him. Belloc taking the idol away for him. Start the playing, Jock. You know, all that stuff. None of that, of course, is in the game. I guess the closest you get is that sort of empty blue room with a big rock and a snake. Not quite the same exciting opening. In the movie, the action starts to take off with Professor Jones teaching at his college. You know, Neo meaning new and lithic meaning stone or whatever he says it means uh, in the movie. Um, The girl with uh, I love you painted on her eyelids. The comic relief slash exposition federal agents. The Nazis want the ark, so it's off to Nepal. Old flame Marion, new flames in her bar as they burn the place down. Does she have the medallion? Yep, and now she's Indy's goddamn partner. Off to Cairo, the map room. Sala, the idol shows where the ark is. Snakes, why did it have to be snakes? Again, none of this is in the game. I guess in the game you're supposed to be in Cairo. 
And there's a snake, who's persistent, I give him that, but it's really just the one. Climax of the movie, of course, is we got the Ark, the Nazis stole it back, let's chase. First, let's chop up a guy in a plane propeller. Phew, we made it, we got the Ark. Oh man, it's not the years, it's the mileage. But then, just when we think we've cracked it, we've got the Ark and everything's cool, the falling action hits us in the head. Damn it, the Nazis stole the Ark back. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Open it. We'll be right over here with our eyes shut. Don't worry. It's all good. Ew. Gross. Guess it's not all good. Yikes. And of course the movie ends with the resolution of Dana Mon featuring that classic scene. Where's the art? Screw you. That's where. Don't worry. Top men are working on it. Indiana Jones needs a drink. You know a drink? Me too. Because this game somewhat less linear than the movie. No Nazis, no trucking car chases, no burning bars in Nepal, no opening any arcs and unleashing its power on the world. There are lots of tsetse flies, but as I said, just the one snake. Why not give us a, a sequence where you fight that sword guy in the marketplace? Or beat up some Nazis? Or The manual doesn't even mention Nazis, it just says enemies of the country. Did they think kids in the 1980s wouldn't know who Nazis were? I guess that's possible, actually. Why not a sequence where, you know, a pole position kind of thing? Or a river raid kind of thing? Only with trucks, where you're trying to, you know, steal the truck that has the ark in it and get away from the other Nazis. That'd be cool. But no, none of that. Well, I think perhaps, as Indiana Jones is fond of saying with regard to relics from the past, it belongs in a museum! So, in conclusion, I want to like this game. I do like the movies. I'm even excited about the prospect of a very old Harrison Ford doing a fifth Indiana Jones movie, which I heard recently is a thing that is happening. Because I, I believe in this character. I believe in Harrison Ford. I believe in what they can do with these films. This game, however... Um, and I really liked all the other Indiana Jones games I've played. This particular one... Well, as Indy is fond of saying with respect to re old relics from the past, they belong in a museum, and so I think does this game. And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for creative commons use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. Do please leave a review, but be careful. You don't want any giant boulders crashing down like when Indiana left that bag of sand in place of the idol. Email the show at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Find show notes at ataribytes.libson.com. You can like the Atari Bytes page on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at ataribytes. A-T-A-R-I-B-Y-T-E-S or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. Feel free to contact me anytime, guys, with uh, comments about the show, comments about the games, ideas about the stories, thoughts about what my kid should have a snack. I don't know what he found, but he never came back, so I'm guessing it must have been pretty tasty. Just whatever you think. By the way, uh, I meant to mention this earlier. At a couple of points in the show, you may have heard my dog snoring because... For the second half of this show, she's been sitting in my lap, dozing. So, 
apologies for that. It's nothing to do with your podcast player of choice. You can support Atari Bytes financially, which is greatly appreciated, on our Patreon page for Atari Bytes, and by buying Atari Bytes stuff on our Zazzle.com store, AB underscore pod underscore store. And don't forget to check out my other show, It's a Podcast, Charlie Brown. A new episode drops on the 15th of every month. And if you're feeling bummed about the election, cheer up, pop in some old video games, listen, listen to some podcasts, mine and whatever other ones you choose, maybe not the political ones, maybe we all need a break from that for a while. Next week on Atari Bytes, Codebreaker. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.